Welcome to Conflict Managed. I'm your host, Mary Brown. Do you know you're being watched at work? Of course you are. We are social creatures and take our cues from the people around us. We are modeling behavior and, in turn, mentoring others for good or ill. Today we are joined by Judah Brown, a political science and philosophy major at the University of Tennessee at Martin. Judah talks to us about the excellent mentors he has worked for, the frustrations of working in organizations that lack a clear plan, the importance of company values for Gen Z, and the value of accountability in the workplace. Welcome, Judah Brown, to Conflict Managed. Thank you for taking time to chat with us today. Of course. Thanks for having me. Well, we'll get right into it. Will you tell us a little bit about yourself and your work history? Yeah, sure. Um, My name is Judah Brown. I will be a senior this upcoming fall at the University of Tennessee at Martin. I am a political science and philosophy double major. Um, I've been working at Campus Recreation at UTM for the past three years. I've also worked as a referee for Martin Parks and Rec a few summers. Um, And I really enjoy sports when I'm not working or during school, tennis and disc golf especially. Um, and watching the NBA playoffs right now. Go Warriors. Sounds great. So I would like you to tell us about one of your best working situations, environment, boss, coworkers, and it could also be an organization that you've been a part of. Um, Can you tell us about that? Yeah. um, You know, I really love working for UTM and one of my first experiences that really made me enjoy the job was it was fall of 2019. This is pre pre COVID times. If anyone remembers that. Um, and it was my first semester at UTM and my boss, uh, should I use his name or not? No, no name. Okay. Well, it, it was a good experience. It was a good experience. Yes. Then go ahead. Okay, cool. Shout out Eric, Eric Simmons, the best boss. Um, He asked me to help him move bleachers around the university. I was like, okay, you know, I'll do that. This will be fun. And he had, it was just him and I, and we were hauling bleachers from the fine arts building all the way across the football stadium into the rodeo area, across the street, just hauling them on wheels, you know, through traffic and everything, just pushing them together. And it was just, it was hilarious because we looked very, I'm sure very dumb to people who were just driving around Martin. And that was just really fun. That was one of the first experiences where my boss had me do something and it was just us and we were hanging and doing work. And that really helped me um, to start enjoying doing all kinds of wacky things that he has me do for, for Campus Rec. So was it, what was fun about it was the time you, that you did it together with him? Oh, definitely. Yeah, because whenever we're doing stuff like that, he, he's always cracking jokes. And, you know, obviously the whole situation was, was, was very just funny in general. That sounds 
really fun to be able to hang out with your boss and get your work done, but in an environment where um, you rec- your, your boss is recognizing the sort of the absurdity of pushing uh, bleachers across the street, um, but, but having to do it anyway. So maybe making a hard job easier. Yeah, definitely. Because the job itself, I can't say was too flattering. Moving around bleachers is not fun if anyone has done that. Um, so yeah, I think that was definitely a lot of it. What made it fun was that the job itself probably would not have been fun, but he, and the way in which we were doing it, um, that definitely made it enjoyable, especially that was one of the first like kind of wacky things that I, I did as, as a freshman now a few years ago. Um, so, yeah. And I think that's very telling that a lot of times in our jobs or whatever we're doing, the people that we're with can make it or break it. I'm sure it's like that with your classes. So you, there might be a subject that maybe might not be as interesting to you, but it's the professor and or the students around that make it enjoyable. And then you end up learning more. And of course, the other can be true, a subject that you like, but if um, maybe you don't really um, mesh well with the professor or maybe their style of delivery or maybe their even lack of caring can make something that you love difficult to bear. Yes, I had both of those experiences this semester. So you're, you're right on about that. It's really the people, I've mentioned this in a previous episode, but when we think about work, people say, for the most part, that when somebody leaves, they're leaving a, a manager, a bad manager, or a bad, um, bad coworkers, not so much the organization. Of course, sometimes it's the organization, but it is the people around us that really make the environment a place that we want to be and helps us to flourish, uh, even if we're pushing bleachers around, or it makes it toxic or very difficult for us, very taxing um, if the people around us are in an environment that is hard for us. Yeah, when I was, uh, whenever I finished my freshman year of college, a lot of the people who kind of like mentored me the first year of that job, they about, it was like four or five of them graduated um, and so they left Campus Rec and they were the people I spent, had spent a lot of time with at work over those two semesters in the fall and spring. Um, and so whenever I came back to work the next, well, I guess it would have been in the summer, um, it was sort of a little strange adapting, getting to meet new people who now I wasn't just the new person, but I had ex- that experience and I was meeting new people and having to work with different people who I hadn't worked with before. And of course, this has now happened to me many times having worked there for so long, but um, the the people that I met when I first worked at, at, at Campus Rec, they were so great, um, not just Eric, but uh, a few of the people that graduated. And so whenever they left, I was like, wow, yeah, this is, you know, how are we, how are we going to replace all of these people who, you know, were, were so nice and, and so good at their jobs. But um, so yeah, I definitely, definitely agree about that, that the people can, can make or break, um, an organization or a job. So well, tell us a little bit about this. So we had some seniors that were, for all intents and purposes, mentoring you. Um, what did you learn from them? Was it that they were verbally telling you or just you learned by observing? Yeah, I, I think it was mainly learning by observing. Um, for, for Campus Rec, we, so some stuff is not so glorious. We're sitting around and 
in gyms, making sure, you know, people are, are, are safe working out, but also we, we, we do a lot of stuff around campus in terms of setting up tents and tearing stuff down and making sure events run properly. We're usually in charge of a lot of that kind of stuff. And so um, a lot of the people who, whenever those seniors left, they were supervisors and they were the ones who Eric had placed in charge of all of these things. And so they really did have a lot of say, a lot of authority. They were very important to making sure that whatever kind of event we were running or, you know, graduation or whatever was going smoothly. And so just watching them do the job when Eric told them to, to do something, they knew what they were supposed to do and they did it. So it wasn't necessarily um, them verbally tell, like, like mentoring me, as I said, but just watching them through that first year, um, showing me not, not just how to do my job right, but also just observing like, what it is to be higher than just the position that I was, which, which is a supervisor, um, which I currently am now at, at the job. And, and a lot of that does have to do with the, the supervisors before me were people that I really meshed with. And so I thought that it would be, even though there's more, um, there's more of a job to do, it's a little bit of a tougher job. Um, watching them made me think that not only could I do it, but that um, it was something that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So one thing that you already mentioned about Eric was that he's personable and um, so it was fun to work with him. But it sounds like since he was mentoring um, the student supervisors that he was clear in his directions. Would you say that's true? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I, I'm not sure how long Eric's worked now for for Canvas Rec. He's, um, I, I can't exactly remember his title right now, but he really runs the Elam Center as kind of his his thing he's in charge of pretty much everything that happens there and he's been doing it for so long he knows exactly what we have to do when we have to do it um i'll be i'll be with him supervising at elam and he'll get a call in his office from somewhere at the university and he calls me into his office like hey we gotta go to the university center and set up this this stuff is in this closet and this floor let's go take clifford which is our, our big little moving truck that we have. Um, we got to take it to the university center and we got to take something back here to Elam or whatever. So he, he knows, he knows all the ropes and he is very um, direct and intent in what he's doing. And uh, it shows not only in, in the work that he does, but I think in uh, the people that he hires and has, has do stuff for him as well. Have you experienced um either a work environment or in a club or organization that was negative? Um, do you mean like a particular experience or like a general feeling of like what specifically? It, yeah, it could, it could be either. One reason I'd like to talk about negative experiences is because a lot of times they help us. It, it, you're a philosophy major and knowing via the negative way, a lot of times we can see what it is that we want or we see what's important when something was missing. Yeah. Um, let's see. Well, I think our, we're not naming things in the negative, right? Okay. That's, that's, that's right. Correct. That, that, that makes sense. Right. I uh, don't want to put anyone on blast. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm in a various student organizations on campus um, and there there is at least one that I'm in that often it seems like there isn't exactly 
a direction that's taking place. We have oftentimes at the beginning of the year, we're, we're told there are these plans. This is what's going to happen this year. We're going to try to do all of these special things for the different holidays. We're going to do this stuff to introduce freshmen um, to maybe upperclassmen. And, and oftentimes it seems like stuff doesn't get done in the way in which we want it to get done. Um, and I think that's a combination of students, faculty, um, you know, people are busy, but it sometimes can feel like, like in this organization that I'm in that it's really hard sometimes even to get things that you think would be simple to get done and it just doesn't get done. And that's frustrating. And it's frustrating for a lot of people in that organization. Um, but as I think you were, you were getting to the good in that is that I know a lot of people in this organization this summer are determined to make a game plan for this upcoming semester, this upcoming year where this organization functions a lot more smoothly uh, according to the plans that we have and also making a detailed plan so that this does happen. Um, this does function according to the way we want the organization to. So most, most definitely uh, this does happen, um, and especially in this one organization that, that I'm alluding to. But the positives are that, you know, you, you, you can try to change that as you become more and more involved in the organization. And so ideally that is something that will happen this upcoming year. I think that's really important um, that sometimes when we are having difficulties, one reaction is just to pull out and throw your hands in the air and say, I can't do anything. I can't affect change. It just is the way it is. Or you can take the tack that you're talking about and say, this is important and I'm going to dig in. I'm going to, the problem is we don't have a detailed plan or you're trying to diagnose the problem because everyone sees the good. But if you just see the good, like, we want to introduce freshmen or we want to celebrate together. But as many times, we're all busy. Uh, if there isn't a detailed plan, even the best things that everybody is on board with aren't going to happen or aren't going to happen in a way that we think is quality. So being able to, to see that and decide, I can do something about it and I'm going to act. That's very encouraging. Yeah. Uh, in fact, that, that that's been sort of what you were talking about with right, there's two two kind of ways to deal with problems like that you either dig in or you kind of just give up and we have in this organization we've had sort of an issue with people just deciding that it's not worth their time that it's going to be too hard to fix or they just don't want to they don't care enough to try to fix it right and so then they they no longer participate in this organization so um yeah, that, that we we have deal dealt with that bad experiences as well. But we're trying trying to make it so people don't feel that way in the future, so that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know for myself there have been some things. Um, so when my children were littler, and Judah is my son, he's my oldest son. So when my kids were, were younger, there were certain things that I wanted in a particular organization that I was a part of, that I wanted, and I thought this organization should provide. And uh, they didn't, and other people didn't think it was important. And it was driving me crazy until I decided I can do two things. I can either do it and I be the one that is in charge of making sure this happens or decide to have different priorities. And it 
it was very empowering because the more that I thought about it and I thought about the energy that I was expending and how frustrated I was that I, I couldn't get this playground that I thought they should have. And I realized that's not where I want to spend my energy and that's okay. So sometimes it is okay to say, this is a good, I want it. It's not going to happen for a variety of reasons. And then you move on instead of just being stuck and getting mad at the organization. Right. Who, who does that help? Yeah. Right. So Judah, a lot of hay has been made about workers in your generation, generation Z. So when you think to the workplace, you have one more year of undergraduate and then you plan to go to law school. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. So when you think about, you know, your professional career, what is important to you when it comes to the mission of the organization and their stated values. Is that something that you're going to, is that important to you when you look for working at a certain place, a think tank or a law firm? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think definitely um, it, it, you know, it's, it's harder to say precisely right now because I'm not really entering the workforce. Right. And so at some point, right. Realistically, I want to be able to have a job. Right. And so I'm not probably going to find maybe at least not immediately, right? An organization which I want to join that may align with all of my values, like let's say all of my values. Um, And, you know, maybe that's okay. Um, But I think it is important. And I know it's important to a lot of people. uh, And it it is important to me. And and I see it all over social media across people talk about all this on on Twitter and and, and TikTok and Instagram. I'm sure on Facebook too. I'm I'm not, I'm not on Facebook, but um, (laughs) um, there, there really has kind of been this, this uh, social media kind of like revolution about people taking issue with the organizations that they are part of that aren't aligned with their own personal values. And sometimes I think people, people may, may go too far um, because a organizations can't please everyone, of course. And it may not be an organization's duty to even mention a particular position on whatever the current maybe world issue is political issue, social issue, um, since that's not the function of that particular organization. So I kind of dancing around the question, but I I would say that I think it's important. I I don't want to work for an organization, which I know deeply misaligns with my own personal values, but also I think it's important for people to understand that, um, not every organization is, is built to spew out uh, pl- a political agenda or certain world values, whatever they may be, social values, political values, religious values. Um, and so sometimes I feel like it's probably true that, especially with this younger generation, people make a little too much about an organization maybe not saying something during a volatile time. Um, so it's, it's important, but also there are a lot of things to consider from the organization's perspective that I think young workers probably need to realize when it comes to alignment of values. Yeah. When you think about your ideal work environment, um, that whether it's at the rec center or wherever you may end up in life, what do you think when you're walking into a work environment, what kinds of policies or what kind of environment are you looking for to help you be your brilliant self at work? 
Um, that's a good question. Policies. I think one one important thing, um, especially I've been I've been working at Campus Rec for for a while now, um, and so I'm kind of in the loop with what goes on a little bit. And as a supervisor, I'm I'm in sometimes in charge of other people that are working at the rec center, and so I want organizations to have the communication between not only myself and the people that I'm in charge of, but also the people who are in charge of me. For my job, that would be the pro staff. Um, communication, I think, is one of the most important things. Um, I don't necessarily know how to, uh, what you would say in terms of policy, but um, ideal work environment would definitely be some something where my job is explicitly told to me in terms of what I'm going to be held accountable for and what they expect of me. But also, I want to be able to know that if I am unsure of something, how to proceed in a certain situation, that the people who are in charge of me um, would be helpful and will have my back. Um, and so I'm not afraid of messing up per se, or mm-hmm. if I'm in an unfamiliar position, you know, what do I do? I don't know how people ahead on the, uh, the pro staff will, will take this. Uh, so that's one of the, the, the key things I think is, is communication and understanding what how people are to be held accountable and what exactly defines the job so that we, we can know what we're supposed to be doing what we're not supposed to be doing yeah communication is key it almost sounds like part of what you're talking about a little bit is onboarding so making sure that new hires know what to do but you're definitely talking about more than that a kind of mentorship where not only is it clear what your job is, but when you have questions, you have somebody or resources that you can find out for clarity and direction. Uh, one thing that you see a lot of people talking about today is reverse mentorship. You know, uh, a year or so ago, people were saying, okay, boomer, right? And this idea that, you know, now they're saying, you know, Gen Z people, they don't need the ping pong in the work environment to get them to come here or whatever, you know, crazy thing Google's got going on. Yeah. Um, but one thing that you see a lot in progressive organizations is talking about reverse mentorship so that when new people come on, there's an opportunity to harness that knowledge, that, that energy, like what you know about the world is different than what I know, given what you consume on social media and who you talk to. Uh, what do you think about that? Not only having a, a regular mentorship, but this idea of a reverse mentorship. I, I guess I'm not 100% clear on the idea of the reverse mentorship. Could you talk about that again for a second? Yeah. So let's suppose that you're working for um, certainly like some sort of app or um, fashion or magazine or you are uh, uh, you're working for disc golf international or whatever it's called um, you're brought on you know you're in your early 20s and everybody else running the company is probably 10 15 20 years older than you and so when you come on not only are you told what your duties are but you're also consulted about how does this marketing what would you think about this kind of marketing? How would this strike you? Do you have any ideas? What do you see given your demographic and your interests? Yeah, no, I, you know, I, I think it, it's very helpful. And it actually, I think that kind of, of idea is employed um, at Campus Rec um, because we hire students here 
um, at, at Campus Rec to work, but we also, some of the people that we hire are people who are regular gym goers of the Campus Rec gym. And so whenever they get hired, I mean, this happened a few times, at least since I've been hired, that people who are pretty new will make suggestions to the pro staff about certain things that could be changed. Like maybe the gym would function function better if we take out the stuff in the middle of the gym and move it over to the left corner. Or maybe if we write a workout of the day on the whiteboard, which could incentivize people who maybe are newer members to the gym um, or, or maybe who are just looking for a workout to do. Um, that kind of stuff, I think, is very helpful. Um, and it, it definitely is employed to some use at, at Campus Reckon. I think that idea of people, you know, different people have different experiences in life. And sometimes no, younger, newer people who are working for companies have fresher minds or maybe maybe even more experience in some degree right depending on the kind of job if the the job that you're working like like in campus rex cases is something where someone spends a significant amount of their day anyway just working out right and so they have potentially good changes so um good changes for for the for the gym so i i think that idea of reverse mentoring is probably very helpful for a wide variety of of jobs mm-hmm I like to end with asking people, what is their vision for workplaces? So you've had a really good work experience um, at this place that that you've worked since you graduated from high school. But I know that you've heard of other people's experiences that haven't been so great. And so when we think about having healthy work environments where all the members um, of that community are not only treated with dignity and respect, but environments that encourage them to thrive what would you what would you want to see employed to bring that about I think one thing that's really important to bring about that kind of healthy workplace environment is accountability among the employees themselves who are working I think um, you know sometimes especially if you work at a place a few people maybe work at a place for a long time they kind of lax maybe on the job that they're doing or not they're not as concerned you know let, let some of the newer people be super concerned about every little thing that's going on in a workplace we're the veterans we've been working for a long time um and i think and I've, I've seen that have negative effects on various organizations and workplaces where newer people come in they observe uh the leadership of you know kind of the, the older generation let's say of organizations that they're kind of on their either either they're on their way out or they're so ingrained in this workplace environment or this organization that they don't feel the drive necessarily to work as, as much as maybe they did when they first started. Um, and that can have negative effects on newer workers who think, oh, well, the ceiling for this job isn't really that difficult. I don't actually have to do that much. And I think once that happens, accountability really breaks down amongst um, especially whenever you have peers working or peers in organizations that are all around the same age where eventually it gets to a point where everyone's kind of lacks in that job or in that organization. And then if you feel like maybe everyone is being too lax, you don't want to mention something because it's kind of how the culture has become. And then who are you? Like, we're just, we're the same age. We've been all working the same time. Like, how are you going to tell me 
to do my job better, you know, when we're all doing the job the same right. kind of way, or while like none of us are doing our job, right? Per se, something <laughs> right. like that, right? right? Like, well, why are, why are you so stuck up about this now? Um, so I think accountability amongst, I don't know if peers is the best way to say it, but um, people who are working that are kind of on the same level, um, that's really important for not only themselves, but also influencing people who are coming into that job or, or workplace organization. That's really important for a, a healthy work environment. Yeah, I think you're entirely right. And I see that being brought about through the leader, right? Or the leadership. The leadership is really supposed to come alongside and serve, but that means they're paying attention, right? right? And so if mm-hmm. a group of people who are peers have gotten lax, there's a reason. Somebody isn't paying yeah. attention. Whoever's supposed to be managing them isn't doing that. And so I think you're absolutely right. When you come into an organization, you observe. And if people really, you know, as you said, low ceiling or not much effort, then you're being told, even if you want to put a lot of effort, you're not supposed to. It makes other people look bad. This is just not good for the organization. And then people who uh, want to to work and be invested will just probably leave so they can find a different culture. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much, Judah, for spending your afternoon with us. Um, if people want to get in contact with you, how should they find you? Um, probably the best place would be my Instagram, Judah.Brown. Great. All right. Well, thank yeah, you so much. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you to Judah Brown for sharing his work experiences with us. Tune in next week for more stories from the workplace of health and harm as we think together to improve our collective work environments. Conflict Manage is produced by third-party workplace conflict restoration services. Find them online at 3pconflictrestoration.com. Our theme music is by Dove Pilot. And remember, conflict is normal and expected. Let's deal with it. Take care.